All right, so we'll go ahead and I did kind of a little brief update or, you know, recap in very vague, I know, but of kind of the book of Ecclesiastes a minute ago. And last week we kind of got through, well, almost down through chapter 6. Uh, we were talking about um, how, you know, there's a lot of good things in life and, you know, a lot of things even back in the day that we may even consider inconveniences, you know, were a big, big thing. And that was, you know, as far as your family and your children and your finances, how all those things were good things. Um, and, how you know, we talked about, too, how back in the day, a lot of kids was a good thing because that was free labor, basically. You know, somebody to to work the gardens and, and help out with the family and whatnot. But even with all the children and with all the, the good things in life, um, and still remember now, always remember in this class, think about under the sun thinking. And so with, even with all of that, just gear when you can, uh, even with all of that, what... Um, what was still the conclusion? All is vanity. There's still something missing, wasn't there? As precious and wonderful as children are, and whether you have a hundred of them, you're still always missing something. If, you, if you're not a true follower of God, and God's not in your lives and in their lives, you're still missing something. You're still coming up short. Uh, some people, you know, probably will never, re- never realize or understand what they're missing, you know, and I think some people do, and that's a good thing. You know, that steers them in a different direction or a better direction. But, but yeah, we're still always, still going to always miss something. No matter how good you have it, what things in life, the stuff that you have, um, without God, you're still, you're still missing something. You're still going to have that feeling. You're still going to feel empty inside to some, to some degree. Um, so that's kind of where I want to pick up tonight. Um, so it's almost like Solomon is telling us, you know, don't, don't, how many people do you know, or maybe you're guilty, I don't know, so many people, I don't know a better way to put it, maybe worship their children, you know, there's some people that worship their kids and what they do and everything about the kids, it's all about the kids, um, and again, you know, that's, Obviously not a, a healthy route to go down. Yeah, we're to love our kids and take care of our kids and our family, but we're never to, you know, to worship them or our health or um, anything that's materialistic. Obviously, that's, that's not a good thing. Um, and I think a lot of people, too, kind of sticking with the family thing for a minute. How many people do you know that get married thinking, man, if I just get married or marry this person, that's a home run. I, it's going to be perfect. And then what do they find out once you get? But, but a lot of times, don't we think, and I know some friends back in years ago that, you know, they, would, they couldn't even get along while they were dating. But then they think they can get along, things will change when they get married. Um, but what happens? That's not the case most of the time. It's going to get worse. You know, when you start living with somebody and having to put up with their little quirks. And I mean, I can imagine, you know. Some people would be tough, yeah. And yeah, so you know, a lot of times you marry somebody thinking too, um, they're all that and perfect, or whatever. But then you find their weaknesses, right? You find out they're they're not all that. They they do have their flaws, or they're not perfect, or you know they have their shortcomings or whatnot. And then that you know that becomes a challenge. So there again, we're to never put 
you know, all of our, I guess, our all in, into somebody, you know, we've all heard that because sooner or later, they're going to let you down, right? Sooner or later, they will let you down. We're human. We're not perfect. So sooner or later, you're going to get your, your feelings hurt. Um, so family and children and grandchildren, you know, they're definitely great blessings to us, you know, to, to all of us. And they are a source of satisfaction. Uh, don't get me wrong. But that shouldn't be why we totally live our lives for it. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I have a little poster, not a poster, it's uh, a little printout I have in my room at home at the office. It's on my little whiteboard. And I like to look at it, and it kind of reminds me. It's a quote by Abraham Lincoln, and you probably know this, but it says, in the end, it's not the years in your life that count, but the life in your years. How true is that? If you stop and think about that for a minute, it don't matter how long you live. You can live to be a hunter and be a miserable old man, but it's the quality of the, the life that's in your years. If you're only here a short time, but you're really living life, the way you should and you're happy, uh, that means a lot more than living 100 miserable years uh, here on this earth. And, you know, of course, we need to always remember, too, sickness strikes. Uh, you know, something can happen to us, something can happen to our families. We never know what's around the corner. Uh, so we need to live life to the fullest and appreciate the things that we have, you know. And, and yes, yeah, and that's true. And it's funny you said that we're going to get into that exactly to the same exact point that Tony just mentioned about we're so busy in life planning and and storing and working and this and that we're missing today we're missing what's happening in front of us right now we're so worried about 10 years down the road 20 years down the road and whatever just like Tony said but what about the you know the little stuff that's happening around you today you know so good point we're definitely going to get into that uh, maybe tonight, I'm not sure. We'll see, but uh, we're to live our lives and enjoy today, obviously. And remember, you know, satisfaction in life is found by enjoying God's blessings, whether they're they're great or small. Any other comments? Yes, ma'am. I've known people like that. You can't make them happy, and nothing makes them happy, whether it's small or big or or whatever. They're just, I guess, miserable people in life, unfortunately, is, you know. I guess something's happened to them somewhere along the way that's made them that way, but yeah. <clears throat> okay, well, let's, uh, we're going to look now kind of in the second section here. It's going to be uh, verses 7 through 9. And Solomon here, he's going to kind of remind us that life, you know, as we talked about, it, it's got its challenges. Uh, and we've got to accept this, right? You know, we've got to accept reality. Life's going to have its challenges. It's, it's not all all pretty like we wanted to, and, and we got to accept that. So chapter 6 of Ecclesiastes, starting in verse uh, 7, and I'll read down through 9. All the labor of man is for his mouth, and yet the soul is not satisfied. For what more has the wise man than the fool? <clears throat> Excuse me. What does the poor man have who knows how to walk before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of desire. This also is vanity and grasping for the wind. So in verse 7, Solomon says, you know, pretty much what? Why do, why do we work? To eat. Yeah. Solomon's saying, in a nutshell, we work to eat. And he's saying, you know, it don't matter if you're a CEO of a company or 
a struggling college kid working at a burger joint or whatever, you know, we all get up in the mornings and we all go to work and we all do our jobs and uh, essentially for what? Just to eat that next meal. We're constantly working to buy that next meal to fulfill that, that, that desire or that, that need for food. Um, and it's just kind of a repetitious thing. You know, it's, we might eat good tonight for dinner, but guess what? Tomorrow morning, you're going to be hungry again. You know, you're going to have to eat again tomorrow. So it's, it's, and why is that? Why is that never fulfilled? Why is there always got to be more and more and more to that? I mean, that's kind of like material things, right? I mean, there's, that, that's, there's never no end to it. You'll, you'll never be satisfied. There's never no end or no satisfaction. You've got to continue to feed that every day, you know, to survive. And that's the same as, like, you could use food or wealth or whatever. There's never no satisfaction. There's never full satisfaction. You're always going to be working and uh, just to feed yourself and to, to find that next, you know, satisfaction, I guess you could say. Somebody read Deuteronomy 8.3 for me real quick. Everybody's going to know this, but Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Okay. So there you go, pretty much in a nutshell. Man shall not live by bread alone, right? That's a fact. <laughs> it's just a small piece of it. And I think we could say the immediate reference, I guess, is to food here, but we know Solomon's intentions. You know, it could be anything material. Like I just mentioned, any materialistic thing, um, whatever you pick to uh, try to, you know, to satisfy yourself or to satisfy your soul is, you know, eventually going to be found to be lacking, um, or I guess you could say another way, stuff of this world just does not satisfy us. There's never no satisfaction. And again, why? Because it's physical. Our physical needs, um, you know, physical things can only satisfy physical needs, right? Um, so that's why our inner soul, you know, when we hunger in our inner soul, the only way that, you know, that can be fed is through Christ, right? I mean, that's our... He is the bread of life. So, oh, yeah. And I tell you, to your point, to Tony's, when we get in chapter 7, it's really going to get into the finding joy and wisdom out of negative things. You know, we, look, we always want to be happy and prosper. But, boy, there's a whole lot to learn from going through some trials and tribulations. And that's really what makes us stronger. You know, if it was easy and everything was handed to us as a Christian, we wouldn't grow. You know, you're, you're, not, you're not tested and tempted to make the right choices, do right from wrong, or, or, you know, show people love. So, yeah, we would never grow as a Christian at that point. So, good point. Jeff? You could be the only person that spoke to him that day. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, you're exactly right. Like, speaking about Caleb, his talk, he did just that, too, you, the way he said all these negative things, but then he turned it around. And you think about what we do have and what we got to be thankful for. That little short list that's got you down and upset or whatever, you start thinking about the things you do have and they're thankful for, man, it just runs on out of the door. And before you know it, you're okay. You know what? I am. We are lucky. We are happy. We, we are blessed. We're rich. You know? Yes, ma'am. And it could be a choice. When you wake up in the mornings, you know, even if you're having a lousy day and bad things are going on, you can still choose to, to have a good day and be thankful for what you do have. Good point. 
So I guess, you know, to kind of sum that up in a nutshell, what I was thinking, kind of what I have wrote down here, kind of going back to the point that, you know, we're always worried about tomorrow. We're always worried about the future, right? We want to put up for a later date. And as we mentioned, doing so is okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with planning and being, you know, good stores, whatever, just and looking ahead. But when that's all you're doing and you're missing the little things in life and being happy for today, thinking you're going to be, you know, happy years down the road and you're miserable now, you know, you're missing the boat. And the way I kind of thought about it was, you know, if you're always thinking about the next big thing or the next best thing or, you know, if only this could happen, you know, this and this and this, and and you start thinking about, you know, well, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to hold off for that steak dinner or them ribs or a good fat steak on the Traeger grill or whatever, and you're sacrificing and holding off for it or whatever, but you forget and you're not thankful for that bologna sandwich that's in your hand right then. <laughs> but I think you get my point, though. You know, don't, let's don't hold off and let's, don't miss life and happiness holding out for a steak dinner when you need to be enjoying that bologna sandwich in your hands. That's, that's all I'm trying to, to say there, and we'll get you a sandwich soon. All right, well, let's keep on trucking. So Solomon, he's going to close out the chapter here. Let's go ahead and uh, finish up chapter 6 with verses 10 uh, through 12. Whatever one is, he has been named already, for it, it is known that he is man, and he cannot contend with him who is mightier than he. Since there are many things that increase vanity, how is man the better? For who knows what is good for man in life all the days of his vain life, which he passes like a shadow? Who can tell a man that will happen? Who can tell a man what will happen after him under the sun? So this one, this part here was, I wouldn't say it was kind of hard to understand, but I guess it, I did a little checking and reading and studying. It can kind of went in a couple of different directions, I guess you could say. Um, but kind of what I got from this is, you know, some, some say, well, it just goes straight to Adam and that would work. You know, God created, you know, everything. And in the beginning, you know, after, uh, creating the earth and so on and so on, he created man. Right. And then Adam would be the first man. So Adam's pretty much been here from the beginning. Right. And then they mentioned some, it's like Adam named all the animals and all the, you know, that sort of thing, which that would work too. Yeah, that's correct. All those things have been named. Um, but the way I kind of took it, and I don't know how you guys look at it or, or, or want to kind of pipe in, but it's kind of saying that man, okay, man has always been here, okay? And from the beginning, he's pretty much been like us, okay? Now, there was a little point in time where things could have went a little different. He made a couple bad choices and things went a little south for him. And kind of put him in the same boat as us, right? So he, he went through the same things we do, the same whatever, you name it. It was kind of the same then it is for us now, okay? So even from way back then at the beginning of the time when man was created, there's always been vanity, I guess you could say. There's always been an emptiness. There's always been a desire for wanting more uh, type thing, Mike. And it makes you realize, too, like you said, everything we do is a choice. I mean, if you think about it, that's every day, all day, 
of our lives, right? That every choice we make well, it's is all choices. See, yeah, whether you see yourself as a victim or a yep. circumstance. Yeah, yep. everything's a choice. Uh, thanks for reading that. That goes right along with what we're saying about choices and choosing to have a good day or a bad day. So, um, Real quick, I got just a few things I was going to speak just about these last few verses. So, you know, he mentioned that everything's already been named. So, you know, Adam thing has been around from the beginning, you know, and uh, he did receive his name. And, and long ago, things, like I said, it's, it's been vanity. All the way back. So it's nothing new. You know, it's nothing new to Solomon, and it's nothing new to us. It's been around forever. Now, you know, I think we've realized that by now. Um, but it also mentioned, too, that Adam discovered, you know, you can't contend with God either and win. You're not going to contend with God and win. Um, he tried. I mean, like Mike mentioned in the garden, there were some choices to make, and he thought, you know, if he ate from that fruit, he was going to know everything, good from evil and all, you know. But we know that story, and we know how that ended. didn't work out too good for him. You know, he, he, he thought he could outdo God, and we can't. That's, a, that's the point. We can't. Man, he's the creator, so how in the world could we ever think we could ever outdo God or even question him at all? You know, he's God, and, you know, we've read that before. He's in heaven, and we're on earth. You know, that, that should answer a lot right there. Uh, and then it says he will spend them like a shadow, um, he will spend his years like a shadow. Uh, what do you think that means? What verse is that? Twelve. Twelve. For he knows what is good for a man's life all the days of a vain life, which he passes like a shadow. Shadows what? are fleeting. There you go. Shadows are fleeting. Is there any substance or any meat to a shadow? Nope. There's nothing substantial about a shadow. There's nothing solid about a, about a, a shadow. They're quickly passing. Yep. Drive the point home that Solomon. Yep. That's what Solomon's driving home. Sure. Yep. In the end, he's still going to die. His life's still going to be over. That's true. Good point. So we just need to remember and just, uh, you know, we need to be submissive, obviously, to our God. Because um, who knows better than him? He knows how the end is going to turn out. He's known how the end is going to turn out from the beginning. He's always known. You know, he's always been in control. We should never question him. We should never question his authority. Um, yeah, we can, we can ask why sometimes, right? Do we ever find ourselves asking why? Because we're human, right? We may ask why, but then again, we can need to remember, like we read a couple chapters before, need to be careful. Still need to be careful when you approach God with your attitude because he is God and the way we approach him and speak to him and and ask certain things just always remember who you are and who we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That that's the good point though. And we need to be the same way, you know? We don't need to we can ask why or think, oh, man, this ain't fair, whatever. But in, in the end, we just need to realize, you know, God said it, so let's do it, you know, and let's be happy about it. That's about all the time we have. Anybody have any more comments before we end? All right. Thank you all.